You're listening to the Teletext R podcast, the internet's best and only podcast about CFAX, Prestel, video text, televideo, and all things Teletext. Our guest tonight is the Teletext archaeologist himself, Mr. Grim Fandango. How are you tonight, Jason? I'm very well, thank you very much. Thank you very much for joining us. I think no, this no. is the first time you've been one of... Actually, you've been on one of the podcasts from the block party, I think. But other than oh, that... Oh, yeah. I've got some... Um... A few shit and digs, haven't we? We've, oh, yeah. oh, yeah, we have. We've done a few shit and digs, yeah. So, uh, who gave you the name Teletext Archaeologist? Or is it something that you came up with yourself? No, that was Paul Rose. Mr. Biffo described me as such. I used to send him my captures of Digitizer. And on slow days, when he just published a recovery of Digitizer, instead of writing some actual content, he used to just publish an old page with Digitizer. But nowadays, you just tend to go to Chris Bell over at Superpage 58. And just recently, we unearthed one of his holy grails, which is nice. The Gamma 7 April Fool's prank that Digitizer did, where they pranked all their readers into thinking that they were going to rebrand Digitizer as a page called Gamma 7. Yeah, we managed to find that and get it recovered. That was quite good. We've got some proof, haven't we, that some people fell for this joke? Because didn't people write into the letters page about it? They did, yeah. Chris has tweeted it today. So if you go onto the Twitter there, there's the page itself and there's a few letter pages. People being disgruntled about the name change. Do you think they're real people or do you think Mr. Biffo fabricated some people and some fake email addresses? Well, I don't know. For edition one of Digitize, you think, well, who's writing? On January the 1st, who's writing in? I yeah. always remember a letter on that about someone struggling to load up an Amiga game, and it turned out that they were putting the disc in their cassette player for their Spectrum. That won't work. No, but that was like, I'm wondering, <laughs> yeah, could be slightly made-up content there. I don't know. Perhaps all the Amiga owners that were on there were made up. Mind you, I've been on the Amiga forums, so uh, maybe not. Maybe they are. Yeah. Can those people on there ever let it go? Are they still talking about how Digitizer was terrible because they never covered the Amiga? That's a funny thing because, yeah, I mean, I've, I've been recovering pages and I've still got Amigas, so I've, I've got interested in it. But they were covering Amigas for a good while, into the 90s. I mean, after Commodore had passed on, they were still covering the Amiga in 95, 96, because there were still being games released for it because it had such momentum as a platform. So Digitizer covered it quite late. Do you know if any April Fool's jokes on Digitizer related to Amigas? I guess this is one for Chris Bell, but I don't know, you might have recovered something. No, no, I suppose the chances of finding an April Fool's page fairly slim, really. There was, what, 10 years worth of Digitizer? So there's only 10 April Fool's pages to find. So the chances of uh, stumbling across one, fairly slim. I don't know. I don't know how many have been found. One has been found, obviously, but I don't know about the others. Did they update on a Sunday as well? Because then if they didn't, there was a possibility that you'd miss at least one April Fool's through the span of 10 years, wouldn't you, for that? True, very true. I don't know from data, but from memory, I seem to think that they didn't update on a Sunday. I think they had a Friday. Did they, did they update? They had an edition on Friday. When did it go live? Did it go live in the evening before, or was it early in the morning? I, you know, I don't know. It depends on the 
cutoff page where because because when you've got all these VHS recordings, they could be from any time of the day, and you've got the date stamp on the page. But is that date is that is this page actually the day before's content? If you've got a recording for the from um, the early hours of the morning, is the page you've got from the day before, or is it today's page? So you don't know which one it is. So there is a bit of that in the digitizer archive as well, where we we thought we got one page, but it's actually a, another one. You're listening to the Teletext Star Podcast, where Teletext lives forever. That is a cool room you got there, Jason. You know, what is that corner of your front room, or you no? Know, this is one of the bedrooms, which is my stuff room. Yes, it's um, yeah, it's pretty bad. This is all just they go drums, guitars. Mm. It's all it's a mess, man. It's a mess. Yeah. Can I ask, do you still do any music stuff these days? Yeah, I was on my, I was on my drums yesterday. I tend to practice most days. Are you in a band? No. 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 I'd, li- I'd like to, but I was once. One of the things I'd actually like to find is we, it was a university band we had, and we were making you know, a fair bit of progress. We'd played some gigs at university, but we started branching out into the pubs, and we got as far down as Dudley. JB's and Dudley we played in, which is quite a big club, that. I'm just wondering if any of those listings would be on Teletext. I don't know. They had gig listings, didn't they, in the uh, Teletext section? So I'm just wondering if any of our gigs made it onto Teletext. Well, you'd have you'd officially made it if you did. It'd be I imagine that. I mean, I'll write it though that you'd actually find a reference to something else that you do, another hobby or a pursuit that you do on the other pursuit. If you follow me, yeah, it's quite meta, isn't it? Yeah, it's a, yeah, it's completely yeah, it's completely meta. <laughs> oh no, that's brilliant. That's really good. I, I believe you've put some of your music, Jason, on Spotify. Is that correct? No, I did. Yeah, no, that wasn't the old band. That was I got a that wasn't like a proper band that could actually tour. So I was played drums on that one. But the the stuff that's on Spotify and Amazon and iTunes and whatnot, that's just that's stuff that me and a friend did. So I did drums. Guitar, vocals, mate did bass. Couldn't tour with that, obviously. Really a bit difficult drumming, guitaring. Did you do the vocals? Did you yeah, 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 oh, yeah. Cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Did your mate um, do anything? <laughs> He did the bass. He did the bass. Oh, he did the bass. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. What's it's, the name uh, of the band? Sorry. It's, it was called Caboose, but it's difficult to find. If you actually, if you do, one of the songs is called uh, Clockcracker. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's not recently renamed. That's what it's always been called, Clockcracker. So if you search, I think it's the only song on Amazon. YouTube. Called, yeah, it's not on YouTube. I'm not on YouTube, actually. It is. It's on YouTube. Because I'm looking at it right now. No, I'm, I'm getting sure? some money sent to your record company by listening to the ads. And it is as well. Well, there you go. Yeah, I've done. I've done other stuff as well with a with an Amiga, which I keep meaning to release. Mm. I'll get point no 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 one pence for that. Hey, did you set that up by the way? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's see. Some of these have got quite a few views. These videos. Have they? Yeah, you've got <laughs> 760 views on one video, 1.3k views on another. Oh, what, are gonna, on what are you going to do with your newfound wealth, Jason? 
I don't, I didn't even. No, that's not even me. No, not all of it is. There's there's another band. There's another the, band with the same name. It's the so, fake caboose. Mm, oh, mm, what a shame. And, uh, the the Chemical Brothers had the same problem. Oh, the Dust Brothers, wasn't it? Yeah, they had to call themselves the Dust Brothers UK or something. And they changed it to Chemical Brothers. So that's what's poor Jason's got. You can't look up bands, can you? At the time, there was no internet to look them up on. Or there's no way of knowing whether there was another band called that with a stupid name like Caboose. Caboose. How is that stupid? I think it's fun. It's named after it's named after one of the characters out of Rude Dog and the Dweebs. Yeah, oh, I can't believe that. That's the first thing I thought of when I thought of Caboose. The, the badly drawn cartoon. Oh, I never expected you to say that. No. <laughs> I thought you, you were going to say it's named after somebody's ass or something. Aiden Bar, no. Somebody's ass. Yeah. That's, that's why it's a stupid name. I only found out afterwards that it also and meant... A dwe- and the Dweebs. It's also yeah. the... The sort of food part of a train, isn't it? Something. Is it? Gosh. Would you consider playing at a future block party, Jason, for us? Playing oh, your drums. I can't. I can't. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Imagine bringing my drums plus having all those videotapes in the boot that John Vanessa would bring over. You'll Life need. You'll need a big amp. Oh really? <laughs> I'm, I'm not very quiet. Peter says, Jason drums, me keyboards, Dan on ukulele. Have we got a bass player? Got me on the linoleum. I don't know, should I do some George Farnby? When I'm making teletext. Sarah says I knew this stream would be informative. Thank goodness for that. Do you like groups? Do you like Facebook? Do you like teletext? There's a place for you to go. That's www.facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash teletext group. That's all one word. And there you'll be happy and welcome to revel in the teletext prestel view data world. What was that? Facebook.com slash groups slash teletext group? Yes, that was Facebook, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash teletext group. I can't say it. I can't say it. I can't say it. <laughs> It's got one of them terrible adverts, isn't it? Hey, did you go to Brentford Trainers? Brentford Trainers? Yes, I went to Brentford Trainers. Well, Brentford Trainers is marvellous, isn't it? Absolutely marvellous. Yes, Brentford Trainers is marvellous. I have no idea what you're talking about because I don't watch Bre- television. I only view teletext. What do you think is your favourite thing that you've recovered out of everything so far, Jason? I probably say the 1975 C-Fax, I think. Being the earliest. It's my favourite one, I think. Definitely, I think, yeah. Out of curiosity, what was being taped before you'd have a capture of that? Can't remember. So you have Betamax? No, Betamax wasn't invented. Oh time. right, so it would be it was a proper VHS. I can actually look because obviously you know, 1975. Yeah, so this is from the 30th of August 1975. So CFAX is about 11 months old at this point. So what you see here, this looks all messed up. That's because it is because this is looking at CFAX in level one in 1975 hadn't been invented yet. So we have to switch it back to an earlier version. So all the oh, codes wow. are different. The codes that did certain things in level one did different things in 1975. 
So yeah, I think this is definitely the favourite thing. What Do sort it. of things are under? If you compare that to how Teletext evolved over the years, would you say it's primitive? It is in some ways. There is no, there's no new background. There's some attributes missing. There's no new background, so you you don't get solid background on the graphics unless you actually phys- physically colour it in. You know. So let me just see. I'll find some. Look at me. Carivari is still there at the very start. Is that how it's pronounced? Carivari? Cari, Cari. I don't know. Chiri, Shirivari? It could be Shari, Shari, I don't know. Shari But, yeah, another thing is how they, they use capital O's for zeros. So you can see at the ah. top there, you've got one capital O nine. There's a zero there. So um, there Why do you is. think that is? Do you think that's a mistake on their behalf? No, no, because I, what's... Because on, on old typewriters, you didn't used to get the number zero. There used to be the letters. Yeah. The letters, there was no, on the cheaper typewriters anyway, there was no number zero because you could just use O for that. Yeah, there's that. So that must be why it is. I mean, people were used to just typing, you know, typists were used to just using capital O's. Is that the case also for the one and the L? If you look there, it says raining places, the L there. Does that double up as a one? No, it doesn't no, actually. No, it? yeah, the one is different, yeah. yeah. Because my old typewriter used to do that. It didn't have a yeah. number one on it. You had to hit that's the right. letter. That's right, yeah. yeah. And some of the other things it didn't do, you can see the blank. There's a gap here between the graphics because there was no hold graphics at this point. So normally there would be a hold attribute in there, so that would be coloured in red, yellow, while it changed the colour to red. Mm. So the hold is missing as well. Any other examples of artwork on this service? There is. There is a cartoon, believe it or not. Oh. What I like about the early CFAX is that it it knows its audience is small. So it's the amount of users it's got is about the same number of people watching this Twitch stream. Where's this cartoon? There's only 60 pages in the whole thing. So look at that. It's a Teletext font. Yeah, the idea with this one was that they wanted you to give it a name. What they would do with it is they would essentially copy a letter but yeah that's the idea that you highlight you can copy and paste it and move it or move it about but they wanted you what they wanted you to do here was people to come up with a name for the typeface but what we don't know is what the winning entry was oh can chat come up with a good name for this what do you think cyan serif <laughs> cyan cyan so victor cyan Oran <coughs> facts script. Pensart said Oran facts script. Is that in relation to orange? <laughs> Could be, yep. Orange facts. I like that, that's really good. There are only about five pages left, so the cartoon must be oh, upon us. I love that cracker. I love that. Beautiful. This is the, I've changed to a, a font that was more common at the time, so it's just a generic sort of ASCII font. So usually this would be a divide sign, but you can see the divide sign is different in 1975. Oh. It's a classic divide. It's the um, proper computer divide sign. I did see, Jason, you posted some artwork that used that old divide sign that's probably been phased out now. So Ooh. I don't think this looked like this. That was mashed up. That's the best I could do with that one. I don't know who DM is, but who do you think drew that? Oh, Chat, can you guess? Mm-hmm. I like the use divide signs there. For the yes. C, yeah. Ooh. So the, this character set here, I they were showing it on This Is Cfax on the YouTube. And uh, you've seen the video, This Is Cfax on YouTube with uh, Angela Rippon, and she's doing a demo of what Cfax is. Mm. 
but the we had some screen shots of of CFAX in 1975, and it was using this character set, so I basically copied it off the screen so mm. that it'd be more accurate. Okay. Luckily, they mm. showed the test page, so I've got most characters. I love that. That's good. Yes. We're going back to the boat. Yes. Who do you reckon? Well, I have a guess. I don't, I don't know for a fact, but it's got to be. It's got to be a Mort Smith, hasn't it? Mm. Yes. Because when um, he came to Cambridge that time, when we had the uh, block party in Cambridge, was the first one. Yes. He was drawing one of these on one of the BBC micros. I think when he was actually drawing it, I think he was just completely making eye contact with the person he was talking to while he was knocking it up as well. <laughs> yeah. He's the cartoon. Ah, yes. It's actually a car crash. Make that oh. into a Twitter gif. And then that would be used like every time a car crash happens, they'll be using this. So I don't know what, what ran, it was randomly the index page on page 150, which I think is supposed to be the, new, yeah, supposed to be the newsflash. Uh, Sarah says, I'm not sure a car crash was very appropriate. What were the editorial guidelines like back in the day, eh? No, oh, they must have come back after a liquid lunch and gone, oh, let's knock up a car crash <laughs> for the last hour. Let's knock up a car crash before we catch the 46 from White City. It's probably a news report and you can imagine them typing it again. Oh, these pictures just coming in, dial page 160 and you can see the car crash. With the ASCII art <laughs> wheels. Uh, ZX Gesser says the artwork looks like Piet Mondrian to me. That's the, uh, was it minimalist artwork? Yeah. With the with the squares. Yes. You've done some stuff like that, haven't you, Carl? You've done What's the that? Man Near Heating. Man Near Heating. Yeah, Man Near Heating. One of my favourite ones, that. So, yeah, I think it's interesting that little snapshot that we've got from, was it 75? It's got quite a lot of artwork on there. A lot of it seems experimental and just we can do this, so let's do it. And I feel a lot of that was lost as we went through the years, that spirit of oh, let's see what artwork we can create. And by the 90s it was almost completely lost. What do you think about that, Jason? Yeah, no, I agree. That echoes what I was saying earlier on about there being such a small audience. So it was all experimental. We were trying new things. It was all exciting. It was quite a friendly medium. As though they were just a group of people talking in a room rather than broadcasting to the nation. It was very more, more cosy. But I think you're right. It does lend itself to experimentation, doesn't it, in the early days? And you can just try whatever. And because there's not, not, not that many people watching, you can try whatever. Just imagine how we, how expensive a decoder would have been in those days. I mean, who would have had a Teletext decoder in 1975? It's not even been established as a proper service. They had to get permission from, I think, well, I think it was the GPO at the time. They had to get permission to launch. They had to get the test period renewed. So it wasn't guaranteed that Teletext would continue on a year-to-year -year basis. So you could invest thousands of pounds in a decoder only for the next year for the government to say, ah, oh, we're not doing it anymore, we're just going to cancel it. So there can't have been very many people with sets. I think the closest thing to it would be like a radio ham, wouldn't it, where they've got the equipment and they'd experiment, and between themselves they would be experimenting and sharing their, their discoveries, and that's what this seems like. It seems like a very small, organic, tested, like a play pit, really, more than, more than what it became in the 90s when it had to become a commodity and answer to shareholders and stakeholders and become more mainstream and become liked by everybody. Yeah. Yeah, I think some of that cottage industry type approach 
was lost over the years as it did become more commercialized. But in terms of just the artwork, the stuff on ITV and Channel 4 remains some of my favorite. I'm talking about in the 90s here, specifically that done by Paul Rose. Are we going to make this argument right now? Should we make this argument that without Paul Rose, teletext art wouldn't be anywhere as popular as it is now? What do we think? I guess. <laughs> I think the... Do we, do we think Paul's... we would have been sitting here right now talking about teletext if it wasn't for Paul Rose? Yeah, we had the block party, didn't we? And then Paul came along to the very first one. The, yeah. the digitizer thing. I think we'd have, we'd have had the block party anyway. And you did your Tate installation before that, didn't you, Dan? Yeah, I think that was 2015, wasn't it? Yeah. Carl came along to that. In fact, Carl yeah. helps me do it. Yeah, it was just gate crashed, and I? I said, oh, do you need a hand? And I turned up and just helped. Remember that telly? The remote control didn't work. And I, yes. I licked the batteries, and it started working. All right, it was a wonderful event. Peter yeah. Quan came along as well. Yeah. Late at Tate, it was. That's the thing. But yeah, I think it's not a case of, oh, would we be talking about this if Paul Rose wasn't here? I think the thing with Paul is he's like a glue that sticks a lot of different disparate bunches together. I I wasn't a reader of Digitizer, but I love Teletext. Because I've got a short attention span, I just wasn't going to sit through hardly anything on that. But I was going to look at the pictures and do the quizzes. Whereas other people, they followed teletext to actually keep up with digitizer and of course they had the computers that, that were being featured and the mega drives the snezzes and things like that i, I had me old spectrum that, that was all getting forgotten in the media and stuff like that so i didn't really go onto those pages but it's a case that that's the beauty of teletext is there's a lot for everybody and you've got me a lot of like mutual sort of respect for everybody for whatever they liked yeah i think by that point, there was a lot of stuff on Teletext, and it was used for loads and loads of different things that we forget about now. And occasionally they come up on Twitter, people talk about it, what they used it for. Like pen friends, we forget about that. And for finding friends and family from the war, mm. that was another service. What else was on there? You, you had just general magazines about the environment. Soap opera on there. Park Avenue, wasn't it, I was saying? Yes. Recipes and everything. And a lot of journalists are, we know this because we obviously say, say it a lot, but it can never be overstated that a lot of journalists are trained to get their whole story on about 250 characters max on a page to get their point across. And that, that's still being trained in journalists today because that's how much people are going to digest in one page. So it's a very powerful medium. And I remember a lot of the services and a lot of the news because I watched it through Teletext because I had to find the news. So ZX Kesser says, Lawrence Cook and Alan Pemberton. I think that's in reference to the Teletext decoders, that's it. Because I know that Cityfax, a.k.a. Lawrence Cook, posted his decoder complete with wires, etc. Hey, look at that picture of Bamba there. You can see his hand. Oh, lovely. The lesser-spotted hand of Bamba. He's got a QPR top on underneath there, actually. Yeah, he's, he's got the old hoop sweater. He's ripping mm. off his blazer to show his QPR shirt. <laughs> that time that Bamba Boozler strips naked. <laughs> I think people are more offended at the QPR shirt, to be fair. <laughs> right, so let's have a look at chat here. 
the car crash animation, according to Peter Kwan, was used in the titles of the This Is CFAX documentary. Now, that is interesting. Is that the Angela Rippon one? Yes. Yes. Angela Rippon also did the comeback of Teletext piece, the mm. TFAX piece, starring Mr. Peter Kwan. Yes. Software engineer Peter Kwan worked on CFAX before it closed down. His passion for the service was so strong that he's since created his own version called TFAX. Peter, if I was to log on to TFAX, what would I see? Um, for live information that's up to date, you can get news pages, you can get several pages of weather. A small group of volunteers from around the world create the 600 pages, which can take between a couple of minutes and several hours to make, and some of which feature some innovative artwork. They're very creative the way they use the restrictions of seven colours, and you can see everything's blocky and jaggy, but yeah. that is what attracts the artists to the medium. So, Jason, how many recoveries total do you have in your collection now? Oh... It's about a couple of thousand, I think. They span the years 1975 to what? What's the newest one you've got? That's a good question. Oh, there's oh, I've got 2,167 in this folder. The year so... 2,167? Wow, no, no, no. we still have teletext in 2107. The latest one. Ooh, now then. BBC 2, 2007. Seems to be the latest for some reason. Ooh, we've got 2011 BBC One here. Can anybody out there in the stream guess what year this recovery is from the what? different things that appear on screen? What it says on. Oh, never mind. It's a pop up there. Remember the mode I put in for you, Dan? Remember the yeah. glitch modes? There you go. Oh! So that's almost exactly 10 years yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah, 10 years yeah, ago. Tomorrow. Those full stops have been turned into right arrows. Yeah, squashed but not fixed. That's cool. This is just how it came out of the box, basically, the recovery. There's been no restoration work done on this. That's been squashed, that one. Basically, it's gone through the whole recording, and where there's more than one version of that page, it's combined them. If put it in the word someone there, so if it says S now, but it, on, on another page it might be another letter like T. But it's like it has a vote on each character, and it says, well, which is the most popular character here? And it goes with that one. Oh, like on a frequency analysis sort of thing. That's right, yeah. You know, it picks the most popular one, so that's the most likely. Imagine if that's how Teletext worked in the 70s. Everybody that worked there had to have a vote on every single letter on the page. And if somebody didn't like it, they had to change it. I, I have a question. I don't know if you would know about this, Jason. But on the Teletext Then and Now website, there's an interview with an old CFAX employee. Sorry, I've forgotten his name. But it says something like, back in the 70s, it would have cost £50 to transmit a page of Teletext data. Could that be a reason why there were so few Teletext pages broadcast back then? £50? In what, in what way? I'll see if I can find the quote exactly. And that would have been in old money as well, £50. What, guineas? <laughs> yeah. Back then it would have cost a lot more to get your CFAX holidays refunded. So according to the teletext.mb21 website, why were the pages so limited in size? One factor was almost certainly the cost of memory. In, uh. around, in around 1975, it cost 
fifty pounds for the amount of memory that held one page, i.e. forty characters on twenty-four lines, or around nine hundred and sixty bytes. Yeah, yeah. Memory will have been awful expensive. It was in the early 80s. Jason, thank you very much for showing us your teletext recoveries tonight. Yeah, no worries. Do you want to stay with us for a bit longer while we go through some more of the teletext art entries? No, I'm going to disappear, get the kids to bed, etc. I've got to to get to the chopper. Get to the chopper! Get to the chopper! Jason, would you like to come back for a proper episode of the podcast so we can do a proper interview with you? Yeah, we just have, really. But yeah, any time. Ah, we weren't properly prepared with the questions, were we, really? It's all right, it's just nice to chat, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's good, it's good. That's, that's the nature but, of these streams, isn't it? Just an impromptu chat. Yeah. I yeah. wonder if you could... Would you be able to do a live clean-up for us with, like, just recover a page from, from VHS? Would, would that be a, far too much for a, for a program? No, it might be pretty dull, but we can do one. Because do you need people to clean up pages for you, or does all the cleaning up get done? No, as you can see here, it depends on the grab, really. This is very clean anyway, so this is probably 99% okay, this we, one. But we could bung one on Matley, and the community could clean one up together. <laughs> Good. You could. I've got loads of dodgy recoveries. Yeah, and we could just turn it into whatever, just for to see. Make a mess of it. <laughs> yeah, or clean it up. It could go two ways. We can have votes on the individual characters. I want a Y here. Bless through alphanumerics. Yeah, we, we try and wow. fix that one, for example. Yeah, so that's an old 1975 <laughs> one, isn't it? Imagine if we it. did that for a whole service and the madness that we could cause. <laughs> you just like, oh, I've run out of news. Let's make some news up. <laughs> <laughs> the news in 1975. I think the thing is, this is so rare. I'll have a go at this. So um, there'll be other copies of the page. Hmm. I might be able to pick out cleaner versions. We can cover this when I come mm. back. Okay. But, yeah, that's the kind of thing you have to put up with. The clock cracker there. Oh, mm. that looks like an artwork, doesn't it? My lord inside. Anyway, yes. Anyway, that's yeah. quaint, isn't it? When Jason comes back for another edition, we can have mm. perhaps a full demo. Yeah, maybe we could plan something for another week. We'll see about that. Just put on glitch mode as well. If people can't actually go, Jason, so what do you do in your spare time? Then you go, I do that. And just, just leave that running and, and then just go off and play your drums. Yeah, that's right. I, I could break YouTube with this. Yeah. I'm, I'm a mad genius. Just leave me alone, man. Yeah. Let me jam on the drums. There's yeah. an episode there, isn't there? There's an episode. It's like when Johnny Five's reading the books, isn't it? The input. Yeah, that's how Superman reads. That's his brain. That's brilliant. Oh, that's yeah. so mesmerizing, isn't it? That is brilliant, isn't it? What's that the thing where you, there's a video, you watch the videos of people like uh, clicking stuff. Is it AS, ADSM, ASMR? BDSM. No, not that. ASMR. That's a different video. ASMR. ASMR. What's ASMR then? What's that? Is it? Must be of like Fist of Fun. Have you watched that? Now you always put a quick <laughs> graphic up. Fists of Fun. Fists of Fun. <laughs> Do you remember Fists of Fun? A BDSM, yeah. <laughs> don't don't don't, go, don't Google that. Don't Google that. Fist of fun. No, any right. any of it. No, that's enough. That's enough of this.
All right. So, thank you very much, Jason. Yeah, thank you, Jason. Brilliant. Grim um, Fandango. Everybody follow him on Twitter. At Grim underscore Fandango. Mm-hmm. There we go. Uh, brilliant. Brilliant, Jason. We'll, we'll definitely have you back because the stuff you do is quite interesting. Cheers, lads. So thank like you it. for joining us tonight. We'll guarantee that refund on the T-Pax holiday. We'll, we'll have a whip round for you. A couple of guineas. And next Guinea. time I'll, I'll wear my uh, Teletext t-shirt that Dan made. You half made it as well, though. Did I? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I did things the to it? block too. Oh, it's the beer. Yeah. That's the, yeah, it's the beer, isn't it? Very nice. Uh, there you go. Merch. We'll like it. Speak to you both. I'll and see you next yeah. time. Thank you, Jason. Yeah, See everybody. you soon, mate. Yeah, thank Bye. you. Good Keep luck. it blocky. Lovely. Cheers. Cheers. Good luck Tomorrow. with everything. Bye-bye. See ya. Bye. Bye. Oh, that was great, wasn't it? No, that's excellent.
Oh, the internet cannot be displayed. Are you trying to load up the internet on Teletext there, Carl? Yes. <laughs>